Hello people, welcome back. Today I've got the most prolific guest on the show. His name's Pete Middleton and we dive a little deep into Pete's mind, my mind and what is alive in us right now. The conversation has a bit of a common thread but ultimately it is all about just sitting out in the open by the North Sea, not far from where I live, and just talking directly to our human experience. Pete's someone I love to do this with, and as I mentioned later on in the podcast, I imagine I'm going to be having these conversations with him for a long time to come. I'm very appreciative that he's a good friend. The way he interacts with life and his place within it is so, so powerful. He was off on his Sacred Sons leadership training, which he would have completed by the time this episode's out. So I'd love to get him back on to discuss all those things related to men's work and diving deeper into his psyche and understanding what his place in the world is. And just moving out of our own way and all the limiting things that we carry and the past informing us of how to be and how to show up in the world, which sometimes doesn't serve us. This also is very relevant for me right now. I've got my men's workshop in a couple of weeks in August the 12th to the 14th. And this is going to be a real, real deep dive, a real challenge that I'm asking of people, of men, to come to a weekend, give this your everything, meet your edges, find the discomforts, lean into them to understand who you are, how we can develop resilience, different tools, practices to integrate back into the world, into our daily lives, to start to rewrite our own story and the stories that we actually have adopted that don't necessarily, well, there aren't truths and social conditioning and other things that I could allude to and I will definitely over the weekend i'm going to be talking about my experience my journey my way to living a more connected natural life and this is going to be quite a transformational experience i'm putting out there to people so if this speaks to you you know what is stopping you first of all from jumping on a call with me messaging me and just seeing if i'm available to talk which i will be and what is stopping you from finding out a little bit more finding if this is something for you and just letting that inner voice come through you know this isn't for everyone it might not be for you but you won't know until you reach out and talk to me about it a little further and get more of an insight into the things that we'll be doing and the men that will be there on that weekend so i'm really so confident in this transformational opportunity and I want people to benefit from it I want you to benefit from this but this is only going to be beneficial if everything is given and I appreciate how hard that can be so reach out if this is speaking to you but back to the podcast Pete Middleton my dear friend creative essence life coach deep diver soul searcher and just all-round great guy Thank you.
Right, so we're going to listen to a song that's... <laughs> so this was... I was DJing on... Um, I was DJing on Saturday. Yeah. This song was requested amongst many of the tunes, which I won't mention, because <laughs> it was that kind of party. Mm. I think Crazy Frog was the pinnacle. Oh, really? Yeah, honestly. <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't expecting that. No, no, I wasn't either. <laughs> And uh, it was... I was just about to say there is no bad tunes. Um, no. Do you know what? I really got into it. <laughs> the Axel Foley remix. Uh, it's got a bit it's of like a beat to it. And, and I think the version that I got was very clean. So that helped. Vibes. Um, and the sound system that that I've got. <laughs> cool. cool. So anyway, I just want to... Let's just put this song on. Okay. And we'll just tune in. There we go. So to conclude the story, the song got requested, which I'd never really listened to the lyrics before. I mean, I think we go through until we intentionally or something brings something to our attention. Yeah. Someone uh, about something that's a bit of a message or a deeper felt experience within a in a song. Uh, I'd never listened to the lyrics of that song, but it's no. it's popular and I've heard it before. And then Tim Sheaf, and I'm sure he won't mind me mentioning, because he put it on his social media, which was YouTube channel. He put up a couple of minutes of him crying his eyes out, having mm. just listened to this song. Yeah. And I started crying my eyes out mm. for a minute for for a few minutes. Yeah. And. I, do you know what? A part of me, the first part, I was watching and I was like, okay, there was there was judgment, there was mm-hmm. there was this feeling of uncertainty around. Uh, Tim had put this on social media, mm-hmm. and and there's a, there's always kind of a battle in me where I don't know where I quite sit with things like that. Mm. But then as soon as I just let that go. I yeah. just burst out crying, and I, it was it was actually uncontrollable, and I didn't even yeah. intend on it. It was very sudden. Yeah. And uh, he was like reciting the lyrics whilst he was going really deep with his emotions. Wow. <laughs> and holding it, it was fucking powerful. That sounds powerful. Mm. And it's not often you get to see a man in that state, and uh, kind of wondering where the app- apprehension was around the first the first viewing of that and what the uncertainty was or for me yeah yeah mm. it's a good invitation to explore that further and i think i, I have done I, I i have this i guess it's uh it's a reluctancy for myself to share that mhm like a lot of life is mm. viewing things from that we see other people doing that is a is that within us? Is it not? Is is the thing we're judging ourselves, or is it not? Yeah. Largely, it always is. If you have any sort of judgment towards something happening, it's like because you see it deep within yourself. Yeah. And and I think I, th- I feel that it's not just like t- Tim showing it. I think it's profound when you invoke that feeling from another. Yeah. And invite that in with someone and just be mm. very raw with what's going on for you right now I guess to answer your question a bit more specifically it's with me I, I don't know I don't feel fully like it's okay well, like it's 
okay for me to share those things yeah because I, I've gone through deep processes and I've I've written long posts about where I'm at mm-hmm. and it includes other people and context is everything of course with it within all these things that we share yeah. however when I've when I've gone to share something which is a real deep process and I'm currently in it it's never felt like fully right to do that okay so it's I feel like there's great value in coming through the other side of something and then coming back to share your experience like mm-hmm. what we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. when you're in the depths of something and you retreat to the cave within yeah you retreat to the cave within and then you find the treasure and you come back with a new yeah perspective or yeah gift to share yeah yeah we're talking about um the journey the inner journey the 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 plato's cave kind of aspect of it like going in finding the treasure in in there and coming back out and sort of reintegrating the new slash old aspects of of who you are into but I think it really speaks to like what's ex- what's acceptable for men, and what I'm I'm sort of hearing if if I can reflect is that mm-hmm. there's an apprehension for for anyone I suppose, but men especially, to really share their process and to uh, to, uh, to be messy and to be. I think that's what I've just done. <laughs> <laughs> you just I just you just did it. But yeah, <laughs> of course that's happening there as well. Yeah, and it to be messy to be messy yeah and to be but you know there's you know there's two sides to that you know you don't mm. you don't want to just you don't want to just go around dumping on on everybody no like no your process but yeah but this this guy you also go, don't want to be going around pretending everything's only sharing the good yeah there's a profound beauty like an invitation in and a holding and i suppose it's an act of leadership almost of him to 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 i think it comes down to authenticity for me like he authentically shared that moment yeah and he i really felt the resonance of that through you like so i i'm kind of sure that that was there for him yeah like it was it was an opening <coughs> oh without a doubt it, it was it was yeah. mess, it was messy but in opening that <coughs> And holding it for himself, like he held that experience for himself, and he and then he opened it up to everyone else. It's like an invit, like you said. Then it's an invitation for you to feel that authentically. Is that there's no hook on that? There's no. He didn't do that for like likes or yeah. attention or status. From what I can gather, I haven't actually seen it, but mm. the energy of it felt very clean. Like you're not. You're not sort of being asked to to do something in in exchange for his emotion. Mm-hmm. You're just being asked to witness the beauty of 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 a man crying, and that is a really beautiful thing. And um, I often say to my partner, like, men cry for a lot of reasons, and some of them can be joyful. We really do a disservice to men mm-hmm. by not allowing them to cry. There's so many reasons that you cry. You know, you could be processing a huge 
thing that landed in your life you could be processing a huge amount of gratitude and joy you could be crying over the passing of a loved one you know the loss of something crying is like a really really beautiful and natural process yeah and it's just kind of like <clears throat> from what I see and from what I've lived the experience I've lived is like we're all walking around like these sort of like like we're set in like we we don't even <clears throat> we don't even want to sob you know like we can't even sort of um, fluctuate in our uh, you know we have to have this like rigid compass all the time mm -hmm. yeah that pressure is kind of in there for a lot of people because the identity piece, isn't it? Yeah. It's a battle of that. Oh, yeah. I, I know who I am. I'm this, done this. And I'm, yeah. if I fluctuate, as you say, yeah. if I change that, yeah. who, what will I be seen as or who will I be seen doing? Yeah. Who's going to yeah. have the feeling of judgment? And that's, that's also very interesting. Like the identity has kind of lots of different aspects. You know, it's not just me is me. It's like we imagine our community. You know, we, we have imagined you know friends you know then it's not actually them it's who we imagine them to be you know and like unless we go over to them and be like okay i'm just checking like how do you feel about this if i was yeah. to cry like what would you do yeah yeah <laughs> like how would you feel would you would you lose respect for me or would you be proud of me and how much time are you spending with those people that you think you yeah know and and do they even exist in in, in life or have you somehow like like amalgamated like aspects of of popular culture and and it gone into your psyche in a kind of weird like it freaks, pre freaks me out that presupposition that it freaks me out when I get into this like headspace <laughs> of thinking so what's actually real hold on a moment <laughs> so if I'm perceiving all this stuff and then. I'm, you know, I'm in a bit of a, a lull, and yeah. uh, my perceptions change, and then my feelings change. And yeah. what's actually real, that yeah. or the other thing, or can I just be in control of it? Yeah. <laughs> and then if I'm in control of it, damn, what a responsibility! All right, that's crippling. <laughs> That'll be crippling. It's, it's freedom <laughs> and just pure responsibility at the yeah. same time. And it's like it is like a balance between all those things, and I feel like eventually you just have to surrender to what is like you can't be crippled by that responsibility for long yeah yeah, yeah it'll just it'll, yeah yeah it'll, it's a heavy weight to carry yeah because in that in that res being responsible you're trying to control yeah aren't you yeah exactly. responding to also i feel like all of this is just like one of my founding principles is just to be like a try and get out of my way as much as possible mm -hmm. to, to like have the courage like your book the courage to be disliked just to be grounded and centered in who i am and if i have an opinion it's not who i am it can change it can fluctuate i can always receive new information or i can really dig into that opinion that i've had for years like it it doesn't really matter to me anymore what people's response to my opinion is mm -hmm. because that's a reflection of them and the, and the beauty for me is that like as long as you're authentic and real and you're saying things that you believe in and they're well thought well thought through 
and you've processed and you've done your inner work or even if you haven't even if you you kind of believe in something then then follow it you know follow it through and and have the courage to actually like have that authentic experience and then and then there's somewhere to go you know like then you're two real people in that moment like having a real experience um, otherwise it can get kind of floaty and like you know like everyone's just scared of stepping on each other's toes or doing something that would scare the other person or like you know scared of being abandoned or scared yeah. of I heard something the other day about apparently it's a popular phrase I've never heard of it like everyone's driving around staring in their rear view mirror and they're wondering why they keep bumping into shit right that's true <laughs> and I was like yeah aha yeah because I'm so focused on maybe all the things I don't want to happen or yeah. that's a analogy for like the past and yeah. just constantly reliving what is behind us yeah which isn't doing this work right and that's fascinating because time is 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 a concept it's like a perception so like what is in the past is still a part of your present if you bring it there if you bring your past into the present it, I feel like it's a, a magnetism really it's like a resonance like I heard that today as well yeah if you, you we don't we don't look to the past we live our past right yeah essentially you do because when you're faced with a situation it recalls like a cellular memory for yeah. you yeah and you relive that past or if you're not doing that you're living a future or you're living the present moment it's a it's a lived experience which is why I find it really fascinating around the kind of spiral of time or the spiral heal, healing concept where everything sort of like constellates around your life and it kind of comes up again and again and you're like okay sort of noticing that this experience is an opportunity to deepen into this aspect of my life and like sometimes for me I suppose or for anyone like if you've experienced trauma essentially you're not pro you're holding something that you can't process and then over your life you you go through resonances of experiences that remind you and little by little you can kind of piece together what that felt like and eventually it'll be fully integrated and you'll probably sit there I imagine when I'm like 85 and with a glass of whatever cider or whatever <laughs> sitting on my doorstep just be like hmm that was that was a thing that I went through that's now fully integrated uh -huh. you know yeah for me I suppose the invitation for me and for anyone and the, and the, the things we talk about in, in coaching about being below the line or above the line you know it's it's about like it's all I suppose it's all an invitation to how present you can be to the experience. But what, so what is below the line, above the line? Well, it's the it's an idea around conscious leadership in terms of like, am I working from like below the line is like threat, 
like fight, flight, um, fear, um, fight, flight, freeze, or fawn kind of stuff. And then, you know, anything like stress response, like defensiveness, contempt, um, victim. What's that? Victim. Yeah. I yeah I get I get apprehensive around those kind of labels. Uh-huh. I like I recognize that everyone, like people are victims. Yeah. And other people are perpetrators. Often we we get stuck in like drama triangles. Um, and there can be kind of like this developmental aspect to all of that. You know, like both parties are working in a developmental stage that they're going through and it's kind of like a childlike example of a relationship mm-hmm. you know the, legitim- the legitimacy of victim and, and perpetrator has to be respected yeah and sure because like that word's definitely been used to symbolize a certain person yeah that adopts a certain persona yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And then yeah, there's there's legitimacy in 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 being a victim of a of a crime or or, or of abuse, uh-huh. and it's really important for someone to be recognised as a victim. Yeah. And then there's also the other aspect of that where people manipulate others by by having a victim mindset. There's like a whole area of protective mechanism around human behaviour that's desperate and manipulative. They often see themselves as powerless and as victims of of the world so that is an imbalance as well yeah it's interesting because what comes up for me is like blurred lines yeah around all that stuff around manipulation and there's such such a big spectrum of yeah what that constitutes essentially yeah i think we're struggling in my belief is we're struggling in modern culture with the lack of clarity a lot of our terms have become... Yeah, language plays a huge part in all that, right? Yeah, yeah. Words become a bit vapid, if that's the right word. It's, it's, it yeah. All, is that another word that's just lost its meaning? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's I just think empty. of the little sticks that you smoke now. <laughs> vapid. I think that's something else. Yeah. Vape. Yeah, it is something else. <laughs> yeah. Um, empty, essentially. Yeah. Um, they're just confused like nobody really knows Mm. what that means and there's this kind of the whole social media storm energy like cancel culture policing you know it just confuses all of that stuff you know it's like it's like um, I don't really feel like there's much direction and purpose with it you know And and the areas of play within all that where we explore the boundaries see what you know see what we do this at school and I noticed that for me when I was always trying to push the boundaries see what I could get away with what mm-hmm. what the rules were why they were there yeah get, you know, kind of you know understand them by like pushing them essentially yeah uh, and that's what we do that is what plays about physical yeah uh, and, um, and I guess t- to a point it's all encompassing emotional yeah and um yeah, the, the, arena, the arena of play would be the modern day would be Twitter. Where everyone's yeah. playing around with ideas, concepts, 
trying to really feel around with their view perspective on the world and and what's yeah yeah what what they can and can't say essentially yeah and now it's being governed and policed even more yeah. than it used to be and and this came up for me as well with like yeah. lads um banter what we would yeah. say in england it's like we're yeah. it's banter we're taking um we're, you know we're, we're, we're taking the mitt or we're, we're ma- making fun of each other yeah in a way that's because it's in this container and we're not doing it with people who wouldn't understand it mm-hmm. and it, again it gets messy quite quick because people mm. are sensitive and interpretations everything and you know mm. context everything but i just for me i reframed that a couple of a couple of months mm. ago um a friend kind of you know i brought up something that i wasn't okay with mm. and then we had a big conversation around why is it not okay and there needs to be things need to be expressed uh. and then if you have a problem with that then then speak about it don't just be offended yeah because in this circle it's okay and and things need to be yeah things need to be expressed in that way yeah i agree mm. yeah i mean humor is such a social cue as well like um it's so individual <coughs> isn't it you know and the and the play the play the play there is really beautiful i think between friends like that trust each other because they're playing you're playing with the edges of like what's acceptable yeah you know like oh can i push you there or can i like tweak yeah. tweak you there and like oh, yeah and even maybe nothing's off the table yeah exactly and it's like just <laughs> open to yeah. imagination of what you can say to really yeah and i've been in those situations where nothing's yeah. but it, it is all understood and 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 Esther Perel talks a lot about taboos, you know, like the, yeah, it's, it's almost like a liminal spe- space in our minds, like what is acceptable and what isn't, like the shame, the, the, uh, the other side of taboo is shame, it's like the technology that keeps us acceptable, you know, um, the boundaries of that is taboo, and then we have this huge part of experience that's like fully open and accepted as, you know, like fair play I suppose but like yeah just exploring I think what we do really well in Britain is to explore that space through comedy like a lot of our comedy explores that that taboo space it's the last person well it's the last personal freedom to to, to the last arena for that yeah Um, freedom of speech is, yeah. is is what comedy is yeah it's also really important for health like it's it's like taking can it's like taking hold of your health like keeping your humor is really essential like i don't know how much of 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 life is uncontrollable but a hell of a lot of it is you know like we're Actually, if you consider our physicality, we're we're quite we're quite vulnerable in the world. Yeah. Really, a lot of stuff can eat us, kill us. You know, if we don't pierce our skin. Yeah, pierce our skin. We're like a we're like a balloon. Yeah, if we cut ourselves, or you know, can go septic real quick, or yeah, fall off a rock. Fall off a rock, you break your ankle, and then you're pretty screwed for mobility for a while. Yeah. All of that to say that you know. 
it's really important to have a bit of humour and have and have a bit of uh, brevity, humility uh, about life. Where do you think like self self deprecation comes in? But in, in yeah. like not taking yourself too seriously. I've always honoured that in people that yeah that don't necessarily take the the fun out of other people, but it's themselves right. and and they yeah. they do that with like a, a grounded sense. It's not heavy. Yeah. I think I think it's worth noting that you know people use comedy as abuse as well, like abusing and bullying people. Mm-hmm. Like that's not okay, obviously. But if if it's in a trusted space, and like obviously everyone has their voice, and like they can say no. Thing is, that's why it's there's truth in. Yeah. I think Carl Jung talked about this. Oh really? I think so, and it, oh, cool. it kind of interwoven with the shadow. Right. And it was all. A about yeah, uh, being able to yeah. see that side of yourself, just see yourself, see yeah. the vulnerability, see the see you in its entirety. Yeah, not taking yourself so serious. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that, but the essence of that is that, like you need to respect yourself and hold and know yourself and hold yourself. Yeah, like you need to have a self-respect that allows you to not be rigid about who you are, and not be rigid about what, like, what makes you, yeah, and what doesn't make you a person. Yeah, what makes you who you who you, you think know. you're not as well, and what, like what you think you're not capable of. I suppose you get f- people get offended in multiple ways, but you know the essence of it is like, oh. Uh, did I lose status in this friendship group or um, are they going to abandon me you know I feel like people that get offended are mostly scared are mostly scared people and maybe that's that fear is like coming through in an anger response yeah you know like a, a lot of protective mechanism you know a lot of people would protect themselves by like defending you know yeah. or like attacking even yeah or maybe it is setting a shield or maybe it's a real fear and what it's highlighting to you that this friendship is only yeah. is only there because you've allowed someone to you yeah. know do that to you to, yeah. to, to, to be the funny one around you all the time yeah that's interesting as well because that's a power di- that's a conversation about power yeah, yeah. so like all, all, all so like all social systems and have a dynamic, you know. Like, I don't believe, I don't really believe that hierarchy is a bad word. I feel like it's been mis, mis, misused, or perhaps like, perhaps things have been called a hierarchy that aren't actually hierarchy. But I think, I think there's an innate sense in us that we actually search for hierarchy in many ways, like. Have you ever have you ever been in a room full of people that are trying to make a a decision like together, like like yeah you know in a circle? Often, no one's kind of wanting to take the lead, and everyone's kind of like tentative. Or everyone's taking the lead. Or everyone's taking the lead, and then I think the whole room sighs a, a relief when someone actually does. T- like take the lead I think I think we we are innately 
yeah, we're programmed to to follow to follow like leadership, whether that be good or or bad. You know, we talk talk a lot about opposites. Um, I guess it's what we see in someone else. You know, we can see a, an aspect of them yeah. that is coming through them through a bigger, yeah, a bigger paradigm entity or, or, or we're seeing like that divine aspect in a man or woman yeah that is being demonstrated is being engaged with yeah and I think yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just a powerful thing to be around it can I think it, you yeah. can tap into different I think the, what I've landed in with my coaching with I'm doing creative direction now like it, it, it marries like the two greatest passions I've had in my life, which is music and and coaching. So like I'm holding structure for creatives in their projects, and I think I think one of the greatest like two things come to mind. One of the greatest two things I can think of is to imagine, like imagine transcending a boundary that hasn't been crossed, or perhaps you know personally you haven't crossed it and then to go ahead with like the courage to then do that and number two is kind of like to do it authentically enough to like to inspire other people to do the same or or to celebrate the feat of of doing that and like human in ingenuity even around technology I was thinking the other day, you know, you see planes flying around in the sky and you think it's kind of normal, but a you know, hundred years ago that didn't exist. And it took someone's imagination and they, they probably saw a bird or an eagle or something soaring in the sky and, and thought, I can mimic that. And we literally saw a little leaf in the pond earlier that was like, literally like a little sail. And the wind took it and it went shh. And someone's, someone's got to have seen that and been like, I'm going to make that bigger. <laughs> I'm going to make that bigger. And it's going to take people places. You know? You see, that, you see this in films, don't you? Yeah. Evidently in films where someone's waiting for like an idea or some sort of spark. Yeah. And then you'll see it. I think in like, Tom Hanks or yeah. Castaway comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The sail, which he, Wilson. you know, um, yeah. and then your face as well. <laughs> <laughs> I look Castaway. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely have the Castaway look. You got the Sacred Sons look going on, yeah, which we're going to talk about. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but th <coughs> there's something. There's like it, maybe when he makes fire and he, he yeah. there's this like he. That's it. Lightning strikes. Oh. Hits uh, a tree, uh, and then he see, he's like. Ah, oh, and he sees the spark. I know, he, and then he he keeps the fire going or something similar to that. Yeah. And it's like it's demonstrated in those in the hero's journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of 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 seeing and looking to nature as your mentor. Yeah. To understand what to do next. Now we're getting there. We're getting there now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And letting nature guide mm. is really profound. I've found I've found an extra layer of depth there. Um, just allowing nature's technologies to move through you. Mm -hmm. You know, 
a lot of people well, a lot of people ask me like how do you remember so much stuff and I wouldn't say that I do remember it in a way like I just pick it out whatever's I'm almost like assessing the environment and thinking like yeah. okay what's what's fitting you know what do we need to do in this yeah you need to listen to Edo's yeah. podcast because so many so much stuff I'm like because it's quite present uh-huh. Edo Portal and Andrew Huberman but Edo's just like yeah going off on one he talked about this like the process of forgetting yeah is a really essential part it's yeah. not that you're forgetful or no. you just you're just like god like it it's not with you anymore yeah it's you had an experience at some point yeah. and then you remember yeah. what it was in that moment. It's yeah. not that you've ever f- forgetting. Yeah, we call it that. But it's yeah. like, maybe it was... But it, it, it breeds the space. The mm. space you need to to birth anything. is Like, it was really profound when I read Letting Go by Daniel... I think it's Daniel Hawking. Um, I'm not sure. I is, think it, it is. is it the language of Letting Go? No, that's a different. That's uh, about codependence. Okay. Um, no, the other one. There's another book called Letting Go, just yeah. straight. Um, I think it's by Daniel Hawking. But yeah, it really taught me the idea of like what you just said, like forgetting in as a technology. Actually, it's a tool. It doesn't. I think in the West, I feel like we look at forgetting as a death. We're like, because we're so rational and thought-based, if we forget our thoughts, then who are we? Like, we just cease to exist. Um, That's and the, so interesting. And, and the universe implodes and, like, everything everything falls to, to crap and, like, we'll, we'll go back to the dark ages, whatever that was. We've just labelled them dark. And then... That's so interesting because this, this happens. I was having a conversation today about dementia. Oh, yeah. And, like... Dementia is really interesting because music is a really interesting relationship with dementia. Mm. Okay. In it that, seems, it, seem, it seems to like enliven people with dementia. But if you play them a song from their youth, they'll come, to, they'll come back to life. Like even greater. Yeah. Then, yeah. That's, I think that's curious. I don't know what that means, but it is curious. I'm getting goosebumps. So that, uh, the notebook experiences it. Noah's yeah. like that's right. That's a crying. That's a crying Good film. Good God! Oh my God! Me and you fest. just watching it later, just <laughs> holding each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. I'm just gonna check this camera. Yeah, yeah. a conversation but that's okay <laughs> that's for my partner amazing is, yeah. it, is there any more yeah um, so yeah where were you going with dementia <laughs> did you forget nowhere that's where <laughs> I was going no but it, it is interesting as a culture we've obviously yeah. rightly or wrongly I'm not there's no like judgment it's just really observation yeah. of like how I process perhaps on what I've heard is yeah. we think they're not there anymore and like what does that mean in, mm. a, in like a greater sense just because they yeah. have no recollection of who you are yeah. and their memories with you have gone yeah. or, or just 
It's like people who are passing as well, like people who are dying. And someone comes into the room and talks about them like they're not there. It's like, they're still there. They just don't have their, all of their mental faculties that we associate with being a person. Yeah. But like, how lo- I feel like that's a really a reflection of how lost we are as a society that we don't even recognize they're there, you know? Yeah. And maybe that's a, a inherent to a trauma. I don't know, you can go back and look at history and maybe say, oh, maybe the black plague or the black death like caused the trauma that led to the enlightenment period that said, yeah, we don't need our bodies, we're just going to be minds. And, and if you think something, therefore you are that thing. I was thinking the other day, though, like each co- like integral theory, which I studied a little bit, says that each culture on the earth, like, is specifically in, explores its passion, and maybe Western thought is Western passion was thought and rationality, mm. and that's great because it brought us loads of stuff, and it created the internet. And that's like mapping consciousness, weirdly, you know, the web of consciousness. And it connected the whole world together, like without physical, without the need for physical space to do. I mean, there's rooms full of servers and stuff, but we'll for cables <laughs> yeah. under that. Stage. Yeah, we'll forget, we'll forget about that. They're in Switzerland somewhere. I don't know. Don't know where they are. Really? That's I'm not sure. Vulnerable. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Yeah, so the, perhaps, the, the perhaps thing, I think therefore I am, right? Right. Which just isn't, doesn't make any sense. No. But it did Maybe then. Maybe it's a bad it translation. <laughs> really? Okay. I don't know. But I think Descartes was, I think Descartes called himself a thing at one point. He was, you know, he was, I think, I think he was, I think he was part of a society that, that was scared of the wild scared of the body in the wild sense you know now a lot of our culture in the modern day is very scared of wildness you see people like chopping their daisies out of their lawn you know they're so adamant get of getting rid of any kind of wild aspect of like it's a control they can't yeah they can't even see a, a daisy on their lawn you know you know there's there's like broader aspects to that yeah. that affect each part of society like I don't really want to go there because it gets a bit dark but let's suffice to say that you know that's a really important thing to recognize especially in men to recognize your wild aspect Mm. to recognize your potential to cause harm and your dangerous nature Mm. your strength your overpower your your ability to overpower someone not just physically, but mentally, like... And kill someone. Kill someone, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really important to understand all of those things, because if you don't, then it will go into your subconscious. Yeah, and, and you'll, you'll play them. Yeah. You'll play them out. Yeah. So... And you'll shame other people yeah. for, for demonstrating those things. Right. So, yeah, all that, all that to say, like, I, yeah, that, I, that's quite deep, isn't it? We went we quite deep on that. That's deep, man. Yeah. It's, it's deep. But then it is. It, so needs, yeah. to, it needs to be felt, though. In yeah. That, in that, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so this is 
I mean, the thing with the land is that we talked, you know, you, t- you mentioned Sacred Sons and I'm doing yeah. some training with them this week. Yes. And they're all about, like, land and, like, mm. you know, um, listening and, like, the sacredness and, like, what they call the big G, like, a relationship with God. Mm. And all of that is quite wild, you know? It's, like, re- it's embracing a wild aspect of life, which is what calls me to them I think largely yes I think think because you haven't and you've been civilised I think we've all been civilised yeah (laughs) to death I feel like I feel like I was the opposite actually when I was young I was I was um, I had this strange combination of like shame and and wildness at the same time Mm. like I didn't I wasn't fully civilised I didn't I wasn't were, eight. Were we? Were any? Was anyone in that? Age? I suppose. I, I think suppose we not. try and express that it is so patterned within us, and yeah, it's so. It, mm. Children are wild, like right. Yeah. Children are outrageously wild. They are empowered, and they're born yeah. with that connected ability. They don't want to wear shoes. They don't want to. They don't want to wear clothes. No. <laughs> Most kids don't want to wear clothes. Why would you? You run around. It's a free. It's free. It's like. Mm. It's like an animal that's just been born who knows what food to eat mm-hmm. yeah like it's just within us it's it's, a, it's collective it's it we're born with those those instincts those those wild yeah. parts of us that keep us alive they are wired for yeah wired for survival wired for, for connection wild for play and learning and yeah. quests and with the caveat with the caveat of of security you know we're incredibly vulnerable species again yeah. what I've witnessed is that it, if you do not have complete security like whatever that means for you then those aspects again you're sort of below the line and if you're above the line you're kind of full of joy openness curiosity you're abundant you you have faith in God you I mean whatever God means to you as well like not not religious or the God energy like you could call it source spirit universe you could you could call it Bob. I don't know. It doesn't matter what it's called. It's a felt experience. It's a felt experience, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what was I saying? Mm-hmm. I think the I think the the sacred sons oh, is something I'd security. love to. Yeah. Security. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The wildness within. So do you feel? Yeah, you're calling that back in essentially. Yeah. To to I've just started delving into Trevor Boehm's work. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you heard yeah. of him? Trevor Boehm. Uh, Trevor Boehm. Trevor Boehm. Trevor Boehm. Yeah. T-A-R, I think. Yeah. He's, okay. coming, he's coming on the podcast, actually. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Very um, cool. In he's, um, just after yeah. the men's retreat. Okay. Kind of wanted on before, <laughs> but I thought, you know what, that's perfect. I'll be very fresh with some uh, interesting yeah. reflections <laughs> after the after the weekend. So he's coming yeah. on the week after. And yeah, um, I listened to his podcast. I'm sorry, I listened to his um, his TED talk. He's quite into wild, isn't it's, he? It's it's re- literally yeah. that's his that's, that's his, his pitch. Thing. That's yeah. his that's yeah. his USP. It's yeah. the uncivilized man. That's yeah, what yeah. he calls yeah. it. He has courses on that. That's and right. And it's 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 yeah. it's a powerful, you know, a yeah. powerful kind of heading for so much underneath it. But yeah. it is. It's like you re and, and the physicality for men yeah. is a way in because it's like let's yeah. start feeling again. Yeah. And then with that becomes and it's so unraveling. Important. It's like when you're talking about health for men, you can't have that conversation without exercise. 
I mean, you can't have it for anyone. Like, gender, gender anything, you know. Females, males, gender non-binary, you know, transgender. The human body works in movement, right? Yeah. You know a lot about that. A lot of the systems work in movement. So, and you can't have a thought without an energy being attached to it. Whatever that energy means to you, whether it's past, present, future, or it's like an emotion, you have to have, you know, it evokes, yeah. life is in motion, right? It's not yeah. just stasis. Yeah. Always, always, we're always moving in some capacity. Yeah, something is moving. It's primary. Around us. Yeah. The so, uh -huh. that's an interesting idea. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. I forgot my thread again. But yeah, no, the uncivilized thing. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. Like, pers personally, I think that we're expanding the horizons of what it means to be in connection, mm. in community, yeah. in, in a culture. And again, it, with integral theory, it kind of... of kind of invites you to think about things in different aspects like egocentric ethnocentric world centric cosmic centric so whatever culture means to each like aspect of that you know so you can exp you can go as little or as wide as as you kind of want to to explore that and i think i think we really need to do that right now and I've felt the need to do that calling me through the land my perception sure that's the language that I choose but I felt that call for like around 10 years and I think I think the world is full of such instability especially during like covid and the pandemic and then afterwards you know all of those conversations that weren't had all of those kind of groups of people that were ostracized from their communities or like welcomed like you know there's there was a hell of a lot of kind of really tough and the whole thing was like a huge grief and a huge shock and there was not just the physical grief of losing loved ones there's the grief of like losing your livelihood losing normality like a normality that you perceived to be your normality and it hasn't really returned so no we'll be feeling the aftershocks for a long time yeah and, and then new things will come and yeah th there is no there's no real two days the same though we're no. always moving in some sort of spiral direction yeah. and uh, whatever that is it's yeah. just a constant state of flux right yeah but we're just constantly moving to something yeah. we, we never arrive and that's one thing that we have to yeah. surrender to there is no there is no getting there yeah uh, in any aspect of returning like the, even the statement of returning to to the north that was like that just shows how disconnected yeah <laughs> people can be um mm -hmm. And yeah, um, it's just like that's like a linear way to 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 perceive life, right? And that suits again suits Western 
um, culture, perspective and frame of mind. Rationality is often quite linear. Um, and, and yeah, taking the judgment away from that, you, you can kind of expect Western culture to, to, to view things like that, you know, like, mm. okay, that is... So what do you see as the next phase of humanity in a way because we, we we've <laughs> really a big we, question. we've really yeah don't, well, don't try and answer it just no. give me some uh, what i was gonna say is that i feel like western culture really struggles with the kind of with depth of experience you know grief loss anything that requires like a kind of taking stock you know like waiting till the opportunity lands yeah you know these um is that due to the out of rhythm and out of sync we are with with yeah you know how cyclical not life is i feel like when you study um natural systems they move like that mm-hmm. and even even talking about kids like how kids develop they'll stay they'll they'll leap in consciousness like it's well, it was well studied. Like one day, their conscious, their consciousness just leaps forward, and then they'll have like maybe a four or five day, depending on how what age they are. They'll That's have like a four or five day kind of period where it looks like nothing's happening. Obviously, things are happening, but you can't study. It's almost like it's not that obvious in a study. It's a, no, and like. <clears throat> Obviously, the the parameters of a study are obviously not, you know, mm-hmm. they can't, you know, take into account like everything that's happening. But it's a really, really fascinating study on on how how you how you grow, like how your consciousness grows. You like kind of gather information, and you kind of have to chew it all over, and but also just decide what is important to you, and what direction you want to put your energy in. Like where and it and generally, if you're not passionate about something, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. You're just not going to have the drive to achieve because it takes like hard work and it takes longevity to achieve something as well. Yeah. Well, I guess so. free will feeds into that as well. Yeah. Um, l- let's get your thoughts on like sacred sons for people who don't know much yeah. about sacred sons. Yeah. Because because that's you know you've come up here you're on the, you're on that path yeah it's very present for you right now isn't it yeah although lots of yeah you know I I you know I know you uh-huh. and and you won't be going with you'll be letting go of a lot of stuff before you've, you've yeah. got there you know yeah baggage expectation yeah yeah other yeah. things <laughs> that's good it's a nice reflection yeah mm. it's good to be seen um, yeah. In fact, the last week has been really letting go of a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of energy in me like has been rising. I see this week is like they've labelled it as a leadership training, which I, I see is really important for every person on this earth to lead themselves, you know, to hold themselves, to know themselves, and then to decide what makes you happy. Like, regardless of anything else, like, what what makes you content and fulfilled like what are you working towards as a person what are your goals and even even a step further like what 
what are you contributing to the collective good? You know, all of this individualism is all well and good, but it, it's limited. Because at the end of the day, it's a, like a paradigm thing, isn't it? Yeah, like it's an illusion. Fit. The individual is kind of an illusion. Yeah. In a way, because it, it can't ever be actualized without everything else. Yeah. So you fit, you, f you fit your energy in something, you direct it somewhere and you get somewhere with it, you know, like you need direction as a, as a person, in my belief. And, and I really like this concept of, of self-leadership, but also like collective leadership as well. And I feel like all of the instability in the world is really calling for people to stand up and, and birth like new culture I don't I don't mean like evolving either I mean like rediscovering what it means to connect as a human being in a community um, because at the end of the day like all of the individualism stuff's great and like you know all of the thrill seeking and they're like we've we've been to the ecstasy places like, I, I mix live music so I've seen a, a bunch of it you know like thrill and like celebration and like you know the confetti cannons go off at the end of the show and everyone's yeah. like elated and then that's all that's all well and good but then the next day when you're waking up how you're feeling you know yeah because we have those big moments of like i guess the collective kind of does play into that yeah you know that experience yeah of, you know it's fresh in my mind after that's after sunday but yeah it's it's like how are you feeling in yourself yes yeah, it really matters if you're connecting yeah. it to something yeah this is what that's what i'm kind of saying yeah that's sure. what i'm hearing from you as well yeah if that's right yeah yeah absolutely if you're connecting it to your own journey then great if you're connecting it to your friends or your family or like people that mm. you look up to i feel like that's the most important thing mm -hmm. in life um the most fulfilling thing as well not even happiness you know like i read a lot of zen buddhism happiness is around happiness like th yeah. it's beautiful and a lot of music is written around like happiness and if you listen to a lot of pop songs actually they're about longing not happiness they're about they're about the fleeting nature of happiness and the longing after you know after it's kind of disappeared you're like oh i want it back that's what they're about I feel mm. so yeah that's for me Sacred Sons is about this week is about that is about in my personal journey I'm letting go of a lot of anger and grief around my relationship with other men because Sacred Sons are about brotherhood about like the connection with brotherhood about holding in a community of brotherhood so walking into that that space like I've been called to let go of a lot of grief and anger and it's and it my own ill treatment of other men you know like being callous or calculating or you know all of the things in my life you know I'm not trying to fix myself but in understanding those things I can like integrate them into my person and choose something different I suppose that's what's really present for me and like 
I believe in essentialness, you know, I believe in archetypes and, and essential nature. And I feel like, you know, the most essential relationship that a, a man has with another man is, is a boy to his father. And just, yeah, like all of the, all of the relationships that you have in life that like constellate around that relationship, you know, say, so, okay, that reminds me of that aspect of, of my relationship with my father it's not often talked about but it's really important you know we get a lot of our well how common is it in our culture I was thinking about this the other day because I'm planning like a bit of a gathering for my birthday and and I was like Mm -hmm. lads girls invite your invite your parents please like it's just going to be an open nice open door but and then I was thinking well how many of my friends parents do I know and how common is it for us as men yeah 30s people that I know that don't really have a relationship or don't spend that much time with their parents yeah and like what's what's what does that symbolize in our culture yeah because it's it's far from normal um I mean the the, the it's far from healthy I'd say it's far from healthy <laughs> yes Good. and I th- the subcultures and how different kids are to their parents even at the age of like 16 yeah they're so different yeah in more white western culture yeah um it's it's just yeah when you start to like process certain things around that and why yeah it's quite eye-opening and definitely speaks to what you're saying and that yeah those 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 big fundamental relationship it's like where we can start we can all start yeah asking yeah our parents that's inspiring isn't it yeah we can start there yeah asking our parents what their relationship was like with their parents yeah to get some context around like whilst they're still here you know if they want to talk about it which you know some people don't don't. and then that's their path you know you have to respect that and I've I've done a bunch of really unkind things to to my parents like trying to force them to talk about things that they're just they just it's not their path yeah to talk about it and that i have to respect that and they yeah and that's just a caveat to that because things always unfold as they uh, yeah as they as they must at the time that they must unfold Mm -hmm. and i know that we share that belief Mm -hmm. um like i said to you earlier like trying to force something yeah. it's like saying that you know rushing into something you know better than source or you know better than god you know it's quite it's quite arrogant and hubristic even um yeah man let's let's but having said that go like, on let's r- let's wrap it up i feel that men are shamed like fundamentally men are shamed ar- at the f- the fundamental shame that men have ar- is around feelings and you can't have an authentic relationship without knowing being intimate with someone and knowing their feelings you know that's that's where trust is built like that is the house the trust house (laughs) and trust yeah it might feel awkward at the start you might say the wrong thing i still say the wrong thing all the time and like you might have to revisit like communication is difficult and I think 
I think there's this general notion that you should just be really perfect and just be like, I know exactly how I feel. And it's yeah, like really happy all the time. Yeah. But also communication is about saying that you don't know how to communicate and you don't know what what the right thing to say here is. But yeah. then your body's communicating in that experience and then you're still exchanging communication yeah. with your with your with your felt experience in yeah. That's really important too. Like you might get to a time in your life, I know I have, on many levels, where you don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. Yeah, and you don't know where to start. Yeah, and it's really important to just say that out loud. It's it's there's a lot of trust involved there, yeah. isn't there? Because if, it's if, really if you're vulnerable. in a, if you're in yeah. a, a relationship, like women also they and I heard Connor talk about this. It's like that. Do they really want us to be vulnerable, or are they asking us to just feel into what's right for ourselves and then communicate yeah. that? It's, it's not it's my experience in my relationship which is like amazing is like mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter what I feel it just matters that I feel it authentically in that moment and it's true for me it's like it's more important that I'm feeling than what I'm feeling like obviously there are places for my trauma experience like I have to take that to therapy I can't just dump it in my personal relationship there are places for that and there are places you know yeah obviously like I I believe in a really boundaried approach to relationship um, Mm -hmm. where you're not just kind of dumping your experience on the other like you're sort of expressing yourself in a really you know kind of grounded and centered way but you know you're sharing your life um yeah well, I forgot my thread again where were we we're reaching the end brother yeah end of this little chapter yeah on this rock it's all good relationships is a whole other one <laughs> yeah yeah we're always in relation but it's uh that's true it's uh I think that you've spoken to some powerful yeah pieces especially perhaps that's 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 uh what i was feeling like that thread wasn't going anywhere that's okay like it didn't have any energy and you communicated it (laughs) good you see (laughs) so now we're demonstrating your uh your approach yeah yeah nice man this has been this has been lovely yeah thank you so much for your time and yeah and and the rock I just had this weird, yeah. not weird, but probably relevant vision of you with the grey beard Great and beard. me sat here and just like still yeah. just trying to work out <laughs> our experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But letting go of it even more. Yeah. I think that's what comes, doesn't it, with age and, and wisdom. It's, yeah. ah, it just is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'd, I saw an old couple and they'd quite obviously been married for a long time and I asked them like what's the, what's the secret to a long long marriage and they, they looked at me and laughed they were like oh there isn't one I was like what that doesn't make sense like what, what do you mean they just walked off you know and they I think the more and more <laughs> <laughs> the brilliant they probably went wow the more and more I think about it he was ready to hear yeah the more and more I think about it the more the I feel like they were right not 
not in the sense of. Like, well, there's not. Yeah. We want that, don't we? We yeah. want it. We want the answer. We want. It's like a nice we, equation. We want to know. Yeah. We, we want to get. Yeah, we want to get there. Um, it comes up so much as like just, just tell me, tell yeah. me the answer. Yeah. It's like no, no. Yeah. Your path is different to mine. Yeah. And exactly. uh, just being uh, present. And so. it can't be summed up. Back to Edo. You can't sum things up in just in in words. No. Yeah, it's a complete experience, isn't it? Yeah. Stop trying to stop trying to get the answer in a direct question and compartmentalizing it all together. That's the kind of some of the most beautiful moments of life are just sitting with someone. Mm-hmm. That's it. You just sit there. Yeah. Not wanting, craving. Craving's a big one. You're always craving something yeah. else or to to maximize your experience or Yeah. And that's a that's a trait of the the times we live in. Yeah. The craving mind that that wants more. Uh-huh. And we just have to notice that because uh Yeah. 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 Right man. Lovely. Let's uh leave it there. I'm gonna hug you and then uh we're done. <laughs>